0: Huh. Hello and oh, no shit, that's a Fucking hell! Hello and welcome back to the What the Fork Sunland Review Podcast. A two-one defeat in South Wales means it's now sadly no wins in four and only one win in the last five. It feels a little negative for the first time in a while, but just as the team can't, we won't shy away from it. And we are going to bring a fast and furious review of today's game in almost the immediate aftermath of the match and try to remain as balanced as much as we can. Um, I'm absolutely loaded with cold, so if I sound like I'm speaking to my nose, I suppose I sort of am or can't. I, I don't sound right. So forgive me. But to join me, as always, there's two people who um, I don't think have a cold um, and hopefully will be a little bit more listable. First and foremost, as always, as he's been this season, to join me is returning guest Brad Sharp. Brad, how are you? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm not bad, Graham. I haven't got a cold. So
1: all is good for me. Um, we're doing this podcast a bit so quicker. The, uh, following the full-time whistle than we usually do, so it's a little bit more raw. I'm a little bit disappointed, uh, without being too angry, really. Um, but I'm sure we'll
0: dissect it as we progress through the next half an hour. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ross Black, you've decided to come back this week, mate, to join us for a defeat. Brilliant. Well done. Thanks. How are you, mate? You all right?
2: I am good. Just as you can tell, I just th- thrive off negativity. I'm one of them. You know, I just I just love it when we get beat. It's. Um... Yeah. <laughs> It's just one of them, you know. I just thought, you know, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna come back and slag every the team off. It's just what I do.
0: Yeah, that's that's the whole point of today's podcast. We're just gonna go through one by one. So we'll start Anthony Patterson, number one. No, we're not. Um, we're gonna try and remain as my favorite word at the minute is nuanced. So uh I'm gonna try and remain as nuanced as possible. Um, there's a cliche in football that I've probably never believed more in, um, being. A week is a long time in football. Um, I'll stick with you, Ross, for the, the first question, but me, Brad and Dave felt really positive last week, despite the fact it was sort of nil-nil. We thought Preston were there for the taking, sort of, but it was one of those games where just it just wasn't going to go in. Um, From all that positivity last week, despite the fact we didn't win, I feel really despondent this evening, and I don't like that, because I'm aware that it's not the most inviting podcast when I go, oh, I'm feeling despondent, I've got cold, but... We're an hour after it, just to give everyone a bit of um, insight as to when we're, we're recording exactly, which we don't normally do. But but how do you feel sort of an hour after the game? Yeah, frustrated, really frustrated. Um, The
2: first half and second half were two totally different performances. And it's really annoying that it took us to go 2-0 down at half time to start playing the way we have been, away from home especially. So... it's one way. I don't want to be too negative, but today was the first time you could see where, to me, I know we're missing a strike and we'll get on to that, I'm sure, because it's hard not to speak about it, but too many players underperformed in the first 45 minutes and it was very, the player was loose. It It just looked like we just weren't at it. A lot of players just weren't at it. And unfortunately in this level, you're not going to get a beer without getting punished. And um. We really did get punished first half. It was it was it was shocking. But um, I see, him frustrated because we go back the second half. We did really well to get back into it. I think putting Clark through the middle give us a bit more of a bit more some of the in behind. And he took his goal really well. But it's just where was that performance first half? You know, just just I see, frustrated is the main word. I think.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I would like to think that I'm neither a happy clapper nor I'm a, a, a doom monger, and I just say what I think and I'd like to think we're all pretty similar with that so the the real positive I suppose is if you'd given us this league position and this amount of points at the start of the season and one bad performance in 13 or one really poor performance or poor 45 because we were bare second half then then I'd, I'd probably snap your hands off but there's only so many times you can say that before you go mm. and, and I've said it once or twice in the past couple of weeks so I don't know. Um, maybe I'll feel a bit more positive and bright about it in the morning. But we decided to do a bit of a a reaction a little bit closer at full time this week, which I'm all right with. But um but Brad obviously, like you said before, a bit despondent, if not like wanting to kind of, you know, put a head through a war. But but how are you feeling about it?
1: Yeah, they're pretty similar to Ross it's just it's just a bit more frustrating. I mean, touching on what you've just said there, where we're talking about someone give us these points at the start of the season. Yeah, we're just snapping the hands off. But that's because we were going into the unknown. Com- considering how we were competing when we had strikers there, I'm not just saying Ross Stewart, even Ellis Sims as well, when we had strikers, you're looking now at the points that we've dropped. The points that we've dropped, um, and you're just thinking in hindsight, if we did have the strikers, where would we be? So it's more of a frustration now. Yes, we, like we said, We'd take it from the start, but we're not at the start now. We're we're 11, 12 games in. And if you're looking at it, the games where we've failed to score or we've just threw it away, it's just little. I mean, we haven't lost by more than one goal this season. It's just fine margins where we, it's, I mean, you look at the table, there's seven points from fourth to 19th. We could be breaking away from the fourth position if we'd have just converted some of these chances and. So it's just a little bit frustrating, to be honest with you. Um, I was a bit pissed off first off, and I'm going to use an explicit there. More along the lines of Swansea tend to score goals from set plays, and we aren't a big team. But our tactics was not to press them high and let's just give them free kicks within 30 yards of the goal. And two of their, their goals have came from just, you know, it's just some put in the box and we can't defend it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, second half came out. I was very surprised not to see changes because I've just said on Total Sport there, you could have hooked any single one of them. Um I thought Gooch was appalling today, to be honest with you. Um and I don't like to slate the lad, but I thought he was he was bordering on being embarrassing. I'm
0: not, <laughs> not gonna disagree. Like- he was bad today, yeah, I'm not gonna disagree. Spades are spade, I'll give him loads of credit when he came back. But that was that, that was and he was poor on uh Wednesday against Blackpool as well
1: you know I don't hold back um, and when the players come needs to come in for some criticism like I done for my mate Corey last year I will I'll give them it so I hope Gooch can prove me wrong but I wouldn't be surprised next week if we've seen a lot of changes not just Evans which is going to be a forced change because of his yellow card now um, which is very disappointing as well yeah um, I wouldn't be surprised to see the likes of maybe Gooch coming out the scrap out the side and you, you might move all nine or right back and bring in a, a Dennis Serkin for example. Something needs to change. We need to be more on the front foot like we were second half because things can happen. I mean, we won that second half 2-0. Uh 1-0. I wish it was 2-0 because it rained too well. We won the second half, 1-0 by playing well and getting in their faces. And for old Swansea all season have been known as a possession-based side, they've finished 50-50. You know, so there are positives that we can take from it. But I hope, oh God, we've got a striker ready for next week. Ellis Sims, play Ross Stewart. Just kick the ball to him, even if he's got his injury still. Just just give us something to wear, Matt.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and we're going to get on with the striker situation because we kind of have to. Um But before we do, obviously, a few other talking points I suppose we need to get through. Ross, one big one for me was... um I was really surprised at the lineup. I think, I don't think, I expected us to be as bad as we were first half based on previous performances. But I thought the only change being Ahmad going out for Dan Neil and just reverting back to like Pritch up front was a bit surprising for me. Cause I, I, for me, it's, it's not really worked with Ahmad up front or, or with Pritch up front. Um, and I wanted to see something a little bit different. I don't know what I wanted to see different. Maybe Benetti through the middle. Because I think he's the most I don't think he'll make a huge difference, but I think he looks like the most the player that can maybe play off the shoulder, uh, which is a striker esque trait, I suppose. Um but but were you surprised by the lineup, Ross? What what you started with?
2: Yeah, I thought um Richard and Limbleton were very lucky to be playing. <clears throat> I don't know how many games it's been since Pritchard affected it in a positive manner if I'm honest. I think he's got away with a lot of, you know, you, you see Dan Neil and Gooch rightly sort of dear, but he always gets some unnecessary stick for me and then you see Roberts today the uh, and a few people around us on Tuesday were giving him pelters but Pritchard just seems to get away with it you know and he his deliveries in the box have been poor. His passing's been sloppy. And that was one of the main problems we had today. When we did get the ball up front to Pritchard or Embleton, who were playing as that more advanced player, they then didn't hold the ball up. I know, I know physically it wasn't that, but it was just bringing players into play. Simple five, ten-yard passes. They were either over-hit or they were under-hit or they were like five yards to the left or five yards to the right of them. And it just it just put us on the back foot constantly. And I think I thought he, for all Ahmad didn't look like he was going to score as a striker, he still did a lot of good work in linking up the play on Tuesday night. And we we're actually, I think we actually lost our way a bit when he went off, if I'm being honest. And they got Blackpool seemed to get him more in possession. So I was surprised at that. I was surprised at how long it took them to make the substitutions, although justified in a way because we came out setting off and we were good. But I think for the first time, they might have got an absolute Tony Mowbray rollicking because they came out a different team. But once again, to me, Embleton and Pritchard didn't really do much. I know the players who came on, but when he came on, did one good run and put a ball in the box and mixed it up. But it's got to come to a point where these new lads who are coming off the bench and making an impact must be thinking, well, what have I got to do to get in the team? Um, I think it might happen with Barr. Now with Evans's suspension for the next week against Wigan, but it's going to be it's he's got a bit of a conundrum here, in Mowbray, because these players aren't going to keep coming off the bench and performing and keep it all happy and rosy dozy while people like Pitchard and Embleton at the moment for me are stinking the gaff out when they're on the pitch. It's you've got to find a compromise in keeping consistency, but also. Changing it up when it needs to be changed because the the performance levels
0: have dipped since Watford. I thought it was quite funny. Someone mentioned before, just bring some a bit more light and positivity in here. Someone mentioned the uh, the Tony Mowbray roll at half time was probably just digestive biscuits flying everywhere, like <laughs> out of his mouth specifically. It's just crumbs in everyone's hair. Um, yeah, I, I agree though. I, I think we obviously we're just chatting me and there, Brad, obviously on the, the chat down the side, which obviously nobody can see, but I, I agree with what you've just said there, Brad. So Brad basically said that Pritchard's like a prime example of a player with credit in the bank and it it's running out. I, I agree with that. I think and I I don't really like um Hammond players. Um I love praising them. I love loving them. It's an, it's a nice feeling. Um and I really, really rate Alex Pritchard, but for me the, the, he hasn't had an assist since the Bristol City game, which he was excellent. And I think Pritchard was one player most of us didn't really worry about him stepping up. Um I touched on it a little bit last week, and I actually bottled it a bit and said like, no, like I, I want to try and be as positive as I can because I'm enjoying this positive feeling. But um, I thought he was poor again on on Wednesday. And I didn't think he was very good today. And and I'm thinking, well, when when do you impact the game? And when are you going to start putting those assists in? when are you going to do when are you going to become that player that everything goes through like you were a bit last year? Because the longer it goes on, the the longer you go. Well, is this why it hasn't worked out at championship level before? Because you're actually just a really good League One player. And I know it's a bit harsh, and that's got to happen for me to think that. And I don't think that at present time. But um for me, some players you can say, well, there's nothing to hit. But Pritchard didn't really have He when he had things to hit, he, he wasn't hitting it then either. I, I, if I'm honest, I can't really remember the last really good game Pritchard had after Bristol City, which he was very good. He was excellent. He got two assists that day. Um, and I'm not in the business of calling anyone out. Do I believe Pritchard can bring it back? Absolutely. Um, a hundred percent. The the kid's a massive talent. People didn't spend twelve million pounds on him for nothing, and he's a vastly experienced player at twenty nine. I just think he's been poor for weeks and, and I think that's a problem and I didn't want it to be one but but it, but it has been but um, but i thought throw the next question to you because maybe um, this isn't the Alex Pritchard show and I don't want to hammer one player too much because there was a lot of bad performances there especially in the first 45 and there was some good ones which we'll come on to, there was some decent ones but um, but while we always like to start with the positives, there is negatives from today, and we have to be honest with that. We have to face up to it and be honest. Um, Swansea are in really good form. Like, let's not deny it. They, they are a good side as well. And we are a side playing without strikers. So there's reasons for potentially that bad performance, but that first 45 wasn't good enough. And what I mean by that is it wasn't good enough by our own high standards, which have been set by those players. Um, Not by my standards or what I think we should be doing they've set that standard and the first 45 did not reach that standard. What do you, Brad, put that first 45 minutes down to? Is it too simplistic to kind of blame the striker situation?
1: I think it's a little bit of confidence. Um, They know that we've played well the last couple of games and have had nothing to finish it off, shall we say. And I think it's, they're trying to change their game and it's just not working. I mean, first 45 while we were poor I think that's probably the best 45 minutes of football we've seen from another team this season thought Swansea were excellent Um, they lived up to the name of keeping the ball well like really well Um, every time I think we got the ball they just turned it back over and they they looked dangerous so we can't take too much away from Swansea if I'm honest with you Um, and I think that sort of the players knew that they were going to be chasing shadows for a lot of it because Swansea are good at keeping the ball and I think at times as well when we had the ball they might I think we were just panicking, not knowing where to go with it. Um, we were getting in good areas down the left and right but then Swansea would have five six seven players back and we just didn't know where we needed to go um, but look, it did get addressed at half time. let's not say it was a bad 90 minutes. it got addressed at half time we came out. And Mowbray's done something right. He's changed it, albeit not in personnel. He's changed a bit of shape. He's, he's swapped players around, and it did start to work. And we got a goal from it. Now it's just we've give ourselves a mountain to climb. You can't afford to concede just before half time, going at one nil. They get the same rolligan, but we come out and that that's a different ball game when it goes to ones to piece. Um, because Swansea still had something to hold on to. Um. So, I mean, going back to the Pritchard thing, I think he needs a spell out of the side, if I'm honest, a game or two, just to recharge. You've got to think as well, the start of last season and towards the back end as well, he was picking up injuries. And if I'm not correct, I don't think he's missed a game this season. I think he started nearly everyone or pretty much every game. There's no harm at the minute if we are changing it up. It's just to bring him out of the side for a game or two and see if we can change what how we want to play, a little bit more pace. And if we put someone in this position, uh, that's maybe a little bit taller, a little bit more physical, it, it might work. And then Pritchard could come back in or just give him the last 20 minutes when Legs are in, we might see a different player then. So I think Mobley's got a big week ahead of him after that.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I think you touched on Pritchard then, and we'll go back to it a bit. We really miss Ross Stewart as fans, Um, because he's just so important. He's just so important. But do you think that Pritch misses Stewart? I know that might be really like an obvious thing to say, like does he miss the striker that like basically takes up all of his, like his quality. But do you think he's a bit like, because we weren't that bad against Blackpool first half, second half, I thought we were really poor. Um, We played well second half to date. And I think it's a huge positive that the lads have never let their heads drop, despite everything that's gone against them. Like Alex Neil going, both strikers getting injured, stuff like they can't deal with. They've been so positive and we've still never been out of a game this season, which is a massive positive. That's a one positive you can take from today. Swansea was always going to be a tough game, whether we turned up or not. And and we were never really out of it because of how early we scored in the second half and the second half performance was a lot better. But do you think that there's, not just maybe with Pritchard, maybe with a few players, Brad, Um, and the team as a whole, collectively. We've kind of beat Redden 3-0. We've dealt with the, the Middlesbrough disappointment and the fact that we had to deal with Stewart getting injured just before. Then we got to Watford and got a really morale-boosting sort of draw against, you know, a side that's probably going to be up and around there, I think, come the end of the season. Um, and then we've kind of gone on this little run where we haven't, really scored when he scored one in three, haven't won in four. Is the fact that the, the strikers aren't there and they are missing chances that, you know, maybe we should score and we haven't got things to hit. Is that maybe eroding confidence? Is that where the start of the eroding of the confidences came from, the fact that, you know, we don't look the same side without Stewart?
1: Yeah, Um I mean, there's a couple of times that I've noticed in the home games late recently as well. When the likes of your pitcharger, they might pick it up on the edge of the box in the corner and they haven't to come back out or like just rebuild the play. When we have got a strike, when you see they just put it in there, like just a little dink into the box and Ross usually sometimes got on the end of it. If he didn't score, we'd get a corner out of it. But it seems like as soon as he get in that position that where Nine times out of ten, they can just dink one in. They haven't a think on the feet and like, right, I can't do that now. There's nobody there. And it just changes the game. And then they know if they get in that position later, it's, it, they're going to have the same dilemma. And I, I think it is affecting them as players. Um, like, Don't get me wrong, they've got all week to work on different things. But coming up and playing against a team that have set up to to, to, to nullify anything that you're going to throw at them is a completely different matter. And just having to kick about on Monday to Friday um, and trying to work on new things. So, yeah, they, they massively miss them. And uh, we need Sims back just as a presence. Even, the thing that, even if they're not getting on the end of it, what Sims and Stewart do is they occupy two centre-halves and that gives you the option of another player to get in behind. So even if it misses them out, they, they've occupied their 2 biggest players, tends to be your center house player in, in in the middle. So, yeah, it's it's, it's frustrating, Graham. I, I don't know what else to say. It's just, it's completely frustrating because we are building up the player well enough. And if we had that extra striker, um, who knows what, what would have happened. And I'm sure you'll touch on it. I know you're a big advocate of speaking and not getting it right all the time. And another one was Speakman. Like I said, with Bob Pritchard, he had a bit of credit in the bank because some of the signs he made were, was very good. And end of the day, he got us out of that league as well by the, the appointments he made. But now he needs to really take a bit of ownership on the fact that he's left us short with, without strikers.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, and I think it's interesting that the Speakman stuff, Ross, because... The, here comes the word again, um, there the isn't any nuance with it. You either think he's in a class job or he hasn't. The one person I've seen with a bit of nuance is maybe Bowers. And i seen an article from um, Gray Atkinson during the week um, on wise men say. And, uh, and I'm sure there's more. Like, don't hate me if I haven't mentioned it. Uh, there's thousands of us in the Southern fan base, millions. I'm sure there's a lot more nuance than that. But... Um, Off the top of my head, I always say Twitter's not the best barometer. Yeah, I always use it as a barometer. What am I doing? Um, Yeah, I think Speakman's done a fantastic job or you don't. And that that kind of seems to be where it's at. I like to think I'm a bit more in the middle. I've got to be honest, my pendulum has swung more not for Speakman. Um, I won't want the reasons for that. I don't need to. That's just how I thought. But recently I thought, well, let's go through the players. And I thought the article that was done by... um, Wiseman said during the week was very good on that in the sense that I went in-depth on the players that were had there and give genuine balance to, to the players that he's brought in and ultimately said, yeah, there's been errors there, um, but he's done a great, great job. <sighs> so if I'm going to be equal with praise, I've got to be equal with with negativity as well. I've said, and I think a few of us said this Ross, us and, and lots of people have said, we needed a striker. And we've gone with this narrative that we're not going to sign a striker. And we are going on with this narrative that I think Speakman said out and originally said in that podcast that we weren't going to play two, but we were, we were playing two. Um, and then Stewart got injured. And there's been a few weeks to sort of sort this, to bring in maybe a a free transfer, promote someone up from the youth team. And I'm, don't get me wrong. Like I don't like the Ryan, the Ryan Noble syndrome, as we'll call it, just promoting a kid and that'll work. But at the minute we do need something that's going to be a focal point. Um even if that's bringing in one of the younger lads and get, giving them a shot. For me, he's got that wrong, Speakman, because at, th- at this point, I think we've been cost points. I think we got cost points last week against Preston. I think we win that game with a strike on the pitch. Um, I think we have a better chance of it. I think we maybe score a goal in the first half against Blackpool. We maybe lose today, but you can see a lot of the problems, which mean what Brad has just said there, that have come from the confidence is maybe getting awarded a little bit that our best players have nothing to hit. They're, they're all there to create goals. All those players, like Embleton, Roberts, Clark. I mean, Clark maybe the exception at the rule because he scores them as well now when he's really he's scored four this season, so he's only one behind Stewart. But Clark, Embleton, Roberts, Pritchard, they're all there to create. They're all creators. They're not necessarily goal scorers. And we said after the Reading game, how class was that? But we're not going to do that every week. And thus it's proved. And I don't think that was a genius thing to, for me to come out with. It was an obvious statement. So... I guess the question I'm, I'm asking here, Ross, is don't hammer Speakman because he doesn't deserve it. But also maybe it's we do need to question that decision because how much are we missing a striker, Ross? Massively, but it's not just scoring goals too. Like, we're on about how Swansea played today
2: and Harry Darlin just had all the time in the world to walk out the box with the ball and just take it down the pitch. If Ross Stewart or Ellis Sims are on that pitch, harassing them and putting them under pressure, that then stops Swansea... Dictate in the first half and then you also look at the physical presence that they bring how many times did Ross Stewart or even Ellis Sims, when he played at the start of the season have they been in defence from set pieces of corners and they've been at the front post and they've got the head to it We're missing the physical presence and the work rate up front just as much as scoring the goals because other players were scoring goals whilst they were on the pitch as well which it would still happen it's not just a case of missing out the goals I think it's Brad mentioned it there the overall player, the one twos, how they link up well we're missing the presence more off the ball for me as well than just scoring goals and Speakman has done a lot of good but he's also now got to take responsibility for messing up that's two big mess ups now he hasn't got to throw a strike there and let's be honest, Alex Neil pulled him out the shit last season, in my opinion. Um but he's done a lot of good. The restructuring we've got a new youth coach in there was meant to be highly rated from Rangers this week, Graham Murray. So we're getting our getting ourselves back on track off the field. Um as well as on it. But I <laughs> see it all go to the last week. Just feels very. It's okay, but what could have been? We're all okay. This is how I think we'd feel if we had if we'd started the season this way, and if we'd played the the same type of oh we're, we're all right, but we're nothing special. We haven't really done much, but we've just got by. If we were doing that the first ten games, fair enough. In this position, you'd be like, yeah, brilliant start. This is what we expected. Just staying up, same. But it's when we've had an opportunity. When you look at the results and the rest of the league, nobody's, everyone's beaten everyone and then them two home games, especially, and then today, today I'd, I'd say as an anomaly because it wasn't just the fact that we missed a strike why we lost day or dropped points. We dropped points today because we defended terribly and we were shocking in possession and out of possession for 45 minutes. I think that could happen with Stuart or Sims on the pitch. Personally, with the players who, in my opinion, were poor and at fault in the in those positions in midfield, that might have happened, anyways. But I know it would and we're going around circles, and I'm even doing that myself. I think if we're all being honest, we all knew we needed a striker, but we thought we'd get lucky again, and this time we just haven't. I think we probably all thought, oh well, Amad'll do a job there. Benek could do a job there. And it just, it just so far hasn't worked. Um, but it's not all doom and gloom. We've lost today by one goal. If it wasn't for Maxwell's save in the last minute, we have an Clark said it goes in. We're looking at a total different story, you know. And I know we are we are giving away a lot of chances too. So you've got to give Patterson some some praise because I thought he pulled off some good saves again today. He couldn't do nothing about the two goals. Um, the less said about that one, back past that nearly uh Made me made <laughs> made me hard to my arse. But right, it's it's just very frustrating. But we've got a week now. We all no games. Rest up. And we've got to find a way of mixing it up. Because when we did that second half, and I think Clark might start through the middle now. And it might even give a chance for Bennett to come in on the wing. Where I think one of Pritchard and Emilton will drop out. And then I think we'll go we're all gonna say either Bart or Matty player now where Evans out. So either way, there's going to be changes on Saturday, um, and then we've just got to pray that um Ellis Sims right right foot right foot and toe starts healing up. We need Uri
0: Geller. That's who we need. <laughs> Uri Geller. Bring foot. back Uri Geller. We need a striker. I feel like um, and just to kind of touch on that because Speakman's done loads of good, and he's probably with me got enough credit in the bank just um. And maybe that's overly critical, but because of the signings he's made, but I, I agree, and I think we're starting to see how important Ross Stewart is to us. And I agree with what you said about him off the ball as well, because for me, a possession-based side, Ross Stewart's an absolute nightmare, because he's just on you constantly. Works so hard, and I think it's worth remembering that his contract's not been sorted yet. He's sat on the treatment table, have a chat. We can see how important he is. Just get it sorted. Um, I think we struggle without a striker anyway. I think the truth be told is even if we had brought a striker in, you're still missing Ross Stewart. Because um, for me, he's, he's one of the best strikers in this league by far. Um, like comfortably. I just miss him. God, I miss him. Um, next five games are, are, are quite big um, because of the fact we haven't won in four. But there's winnable games there and there's tons of positivity in it. I thought Jack Clark was good to the middle, uh, second half. I, I think the option is there, Ross. I agree with you. I think maybe sticking him up top and then potentially putting Jewish and Benetti Sorry, someone's screaming outside and it's just wild. What? That is wild. I don't know if you can hear that, but that sounds wild. Um, let me get my train of thought back here, for God's sake. I think it's just a woman screaming outside. That's mad. Um yeah, so 4999 she, after the podcast. It's not that urgent, eh? No, I, I mean I'll have to get it <laughs> edited first as well. She I can she's just standing in the street screaming. I'm gonna leave this in actually. Um she's not in any danger, people. Don't worry, she's just standing in the street and screaming. Welcome to
2: Glasgow. Welcome to Glasgow,
0: everyone. This is um, why
2: they didn't win Eurovision.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I feel although fact that i found out today fact of the day sorry to totally go off on the tangent everyone i know people hate this apparently um but now the song Rotterdam by the beautiful south every uh city that they mentioned it is now being the eurovision um, host so anyway there you go Fact of the day um cory evans is suspended next week brad um it's a big blow because Corey Evans is absolutely vital to how we play, in my opinion, and now yours as well. Um, and that's a big game next week, Wigan, because Wigan at home. I would earmarked at, at the right of the start of the season as a game we should be looking to win. Um, and ultimately, you know we're eleventh. Come the end of the season, if we're fifteenth, yeah, I'll take it. No bother. But we could do with a home win. We've won one home game all season. That's not really something I would have snapped your hand off for at the start of the season. So if Corey Evans is suspended, how's your midfield looking next week? Forget the striker situation. There's nothing we can do about it, really. So who's your midfielders?
1: For me, it's uh comes in for for Evans. Um, and that's just a straight swap. Obviously, with all the changes, that does affect the rest of the midfield, really. Yeah. Um, but well, The straight swap is, is Bar for Evans and see what he can do from the start. Diallo's had his chance from the start now. Um, I think it's now time that we do see Bar, and then Pritchard maybe drop out and we, we see uh, Burnett. Burnett, Bennett. Bennett, Bennett, uh, Bennett, Bennett, whatever he's called. And we see him. Um, <laughs> there will be a couple of changes. I think I think the defence might change. Like I said, I think I could see goots dropping out. We might even go back to a back three.
0: With Bailey on the right.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> but potentially. Um I and move him out and bring Dennis Sergen back in. And put a back because Elise is actually a left sided centre half, isn't he? Yeah. So could we we could see that happen. Um there there will need to be changes. Don't get me wrong. I mean next weekend I'm gonna spend half the team, half the <laughs> half the game booing because I think ninety percent of their team are excellent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and
1: two of them are strikers
0: <laughs> would can, you believe it can you loan a um, loan player just in case because it looks like Broadhead's not really getting the game so can we loan a loan player from another loan club or whatever it's, you, no Charlie well, scored again today which is nice yeah
1: I mean they got beat 3-1 but just a word out there it's really nice to see Charlie White back playing yeah and scoring goals and he scored and I think he got an assist for Broadhead at Birmingham the other week which pissed yes. me off big time but um no, it's great to see Charlie White back scoring. Hopefully he doesn't next week. Um but yeah, they've got two of our ex two of our former strikers. Um the rest of the team's made up of excellent as well. So we'll see how that one goes. But yeah. on us, changes will need to be made. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm gonna put a number out there, to say five changes. Because based on the performances that I've seen and players that might need a rest. And it seems to be the same players that are coming off every week. Embleton, Pritchard, uh, I think Roberts will start. But then you've got the likes of Gucci who's had a dip. I wouldn't be surprised to see him maybe he's up to five changes next week, mate.
0: I, I I think we need freshening up definitely, and I think next week's massive. Um, I just I, I just worry about the nothing to hit things still, and I, I don't know how to remedy that. Um, myself, so I, I don't envy Tony Mowbray with it. But just to sort of finish off, um. Next five games, Wigan at home, Blackburn away, Burnley at home, Luton away, Huddersfield away, Ross, I'm going to give you the last word. Um, we're four points off the playoffs. We're six points away from the bottom three. This league is tight as in that sauce. Um, How much do you think in those next five games, which is a lot of winnable games in there, we'll learn about this team and where the season's going to go in the next few weeks, whether it's going to be a struggle, whether it's going to be boring mid-table or whether we can actually do something and make a bit of a, a push for the playoffs, which is still potentially there.
2: Well, I said Simms two to three weeks, didn't they, originally. So, in the next week or two, we should be seeing Ella Sims back, which will help. Um, But, I think we'll see what we're about and how momentum is going to carry us or downward momentum is going to affect us. I think that could be a big thing because it's seen in this league, once you get on a run, you hit two wins and you're in the playoffs. It's crazy, as you say. But we'll we'll, we'll see what we're about and let's uh, let's hope we can score some goals. That would be lovely at home.
0: Yeah. Um, I think the next few weeks are really, really big. But ultimately, 11th in the table. We responded in the second half. We've never been out of a game this season. Um, there's some red flags, which are not great. Ultimately, there's been more positive this season than negatives, um, much like Christian Speakman, uh, in case anyone's wondering and thinks they've hammered him too much. But onwards and upwards, there's lots of winnable games there. Huddersfield have looked awful this season. Uh, we've looked good away from home. Wigan at home is a winnable game. Blackburn away, I'm sure Tony Mobile lo- knows a lot about that. So, fingers crossed onwards and upwards and, and stay positive throughout the week we'll obviously be back with the, the preview show as well but um, thanks as always like, listen, subscribe do what you want if you don't it's fine cheers
2: goodbye ta
0: lads